Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, Derek, we got a busy day here. We're going to do two split episodes. Going to do a basketball one to start things off, and then our listeners will have a short breakdown of Mark Stoops' Monday press conference and some notes going into a huge matchup. Saturday. So it's, it's a big week. It's finally that week to where both sports cross over. It's that busy time of year, big blue madness, Kentucky number 11 in the polls going to, to Georgia. It's uh definitely, it's a good time to be a Kentucky fan right now. If you're, <laughs> if you're into uh, to that is your entertainment. It is. I mean, this is about to really get cranked up. You know, you, like you said, you get big blue madness on Friday night. If you're not someone who goes out and watches uh, high school football or whatever, you'll have a chance to uh, catch the Wildcats there. And then, you know, you get the primetime football game on Saturday. So we'll have some more discussion about that in the next episode. So if you're tuning into this one, uh, I would imagine you're doing so because you want to hear about some things that have happened uh, with UK basketball the past two days. Uh, yeah, past two days. Sunday night, they had their pro day. That was the first day. It was two two days of pro day, right? They most of them both this pro day so the first night uh sunday that was on sec network for everybody to watch and then yesterday cal uh and uk threw a rare treat to the local media allowed uh reporters to go in i was not able to make it sean but you were there and uh we're going to talk a little bit about what you were able to get out of that so i guess the big thing to start with uh at least from the headlines that i saw savvy wheeler went down with an ankle injury Uh, i guess it was towards the end of practice at some point um yeah yeah you know we're not that far off from the start of the season Sean so how do you think that you know maybe affects things with this exhibition coming up I can't imagine they'll push it too hard but I know you've been someone who is you're you're a really big Savir Wheeler fan uh yeah I'm a a huge Savir Wheeler fan and I and I think that everyone Sunday night got to see why that I'm a big fan of Savir Wheeler and I never understood while everyone was kind of thinking, well, he's coming to Kentucky to be the backup point guard, or he's coming to Kentucky to play maybe 17, 18 minutes a game. I've, I never thought that from the moment that Kentucky really became a major target, major option for him in May. Derek, I, I love his game. I think that he has a really quick first step. I was telling someone yesterday after practice, I said, did you notice how fast he is? On those, on those sprints the other night during Pro Day on the SEC Network, you got to see it. We got to see it yesterday at practice. He's not John Wall quick. He's not De'Aaron Fox quick. But his first step, Derek, I believe, is kind of in the same category. His stride, obviously, being smaller, you're not going to be able to run as fast as those guys. He's he's definitely the fastest guy on this team. He's the best passer on this team. I think he's the best point guard on this team. And if he's not able to go, let's just say, for instance, that it's something that keeps him down for a couple of weeks. I have no idea that his status or anything. He couldn't put any pressure or anything, he, he had some help off the floor. I, I think it was an ankle, so I'm just assuming a rolled ankle, but I, I didn't see it happen. I just watched kind of the aftermath of him walking off the floor. But I texted you last night, and I just think that he is clear-cut the point guard on this team ahead of every other option. Yeah, I mean, it would be huge to get him back. Um, you hope that that's not something that's going to linger. And, again, we're still – it's October 12th. They don't play the first game, uh, first real game. Until November the 6th, correct, against uh, Duke up in New York City. Some other things, Sean, let's let's just stick to the guards. Um, C.J. Frederick right now is limited when it comes to the 5-on-5 
obviously he had the injury that he was dealing with. He had surgery for earlier this year, but he's back. And we're talking about, uh, what, career 47% three-point shooter at yeah. Iowa. And it sounds like he's doing a lot of the same things here during practice so far. Yeah, he's he's not able – he's not doing any of the contact stuff, as you saw Sunday night. We know that he's been uh, making his way back from uh, that procedure he had this summer to clean up something to prevent an injury that might have happened this season, Derek. I mean, if he hadn't had that procedure performed. But, no, I, I told you, man, he could shoot the ball. And I, we already knew that. But you, when you actually get to sit back and watch it, and it's not just standing wide open shooting – so they decided to use him in some of their shooting drills, some of the uh, defensive movement, the uh, the helping and recover stuff and closing out on shooters. So great. You're, you're getting work for your guys. But here's CJ, who's not doing contact, can still stand there and have a guy running at him and make a shot and take and get some reps that way. Derek, I, he doesn't miss. And if he does, everybody in the gym surprised. Like there was one moment during that drill, he went on a heater. And Tata Washington, everybody just – they just kept just like, oh, my goodness, like, dude, are you ever going to miss? Like, so – and he did one-time move. Uh, Dante ran at him. He gave him a ball fake, sidestepped, and just drilled another one. And it's just – it's pure effortless out of his hand. Uh, I think that that is going to be something that you see across this roster, though. I, I watched uh, Davion Mintz do the same thing yesterday, knocking down shots. Tata Washington knocking down shots. Uh, Kellen Grady, you, you watch his release, and it, it doesn't look good. But you look at his numbers over the course of four years at Davidson, it doesn't matter how it looks, Derek. It, that ball goes through the basket the same way. It only, it only can go in one way. It doesn't matter which way it goes in. Uh, so they have shooters. But, yeah, seeing C.J. do that, uh, that's, that's a big thing because it's this our first look at, at seeing these guys. How much C.J. Frederick did, Frederick did you watch when he was at Iowa? I didn't watch any. I watched him play North Carolina last year. I don't think it was COVID year. I think it was the year before when they were really good. I'll watch some of that game. Um, speaking of Grady, I did not watch much Sunday night, but I, I was watching enough to hear Calipari give his interview to uh, Tom Hart and uh, Seth Greenberg. Was he there? I think that's yeah, who was the was. other guy. Talking to those guys, and maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I'm not. Uh, he mentioned that, hey, Kellen, you're a 2,000-point scorer in your college career. Like He's having to get on him to – try to score the ball a little bit more. Do you think that's just something right now he's getting acclimated to a new team, or do you think he's kind of taking a backseat right now? And it's just practice, but still, it's, it you know, what, else, what else do we have to talk about, you know, well, on the basketball I think, side? Honestly, I think they're all getting acclimated. I think they're all trying to figure out who they are and, and where they are. I mean, this, this is all new to all of them. I mean, you're even talking, you know, Dante Allen, Lance Ware, all these pieces. And the reason it's new to them, Derek, is because Cal is actually going to play a different way than he's played in the past. So a lot of the things that they did last year, I mean, some of those things are still going to be there. Uh, the, the things that they teach and they drill, a lot of those things are there and, and similar, but he's also doing some new stuff. And it's it's getting up and down the floor. And he was talking about it yesterday. They, they're they going to press, and I think they're going to press off some made baskets and, and maybe do some run and jump stuff. That's ex certainly what it looked like to me uh, that they were definitely working on in some of their five-on-o drills. So we didn't get to see like any five on five, any five on four. But when you're talking about Grady, I think that his scoring, he's going to be a guy that when you look at that, I think he's going to do it at multiple levels. He's going to be able to do it from the three-point line. He's going to be do it, do it in that mid-range. He's going to be able to get to the rack and finish. And I think that it right now it's kind of just finding and figuring it out. I, I think what's hurting them is they have so many guys out right now that are just banged up a little bit maybe. And it's nothing serious. 
with these guys. Like uh, Lance Ware yesterday had a, a minor throat issue. Like I have no idea what happened. I don't know if he got hit, uh, but he didn't participate. So they were down five guys yesterday when you already throw in Frederick and and some of the others that have missed. Toppin still coming back 100%. So I think that's kind of throwing everybody off. And I believe that this is going to be a team that you're going to watch. I don't want to say struggle. I think they're going to have enough talent and experience to win games early. But I don't think it's necessarily going to look pretty because I think they're going to have to figure it out. They're experienced, but they're not experienced with one another, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. I mean, I think that's a big question for for all of them. I mean, think about the main rotation guys this year. Um, you can count on Keon. I think Toppin's going to find his way. And then Mintz, obviously, in the backcourt. But besides that, you know, a lot of these other guys are going to be counting on are coming from elsewhere. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's see, do you have anything else you want to add? Well, just how fast they're playing right now. When when he allowed them to actually get out and run and do some stuff, the, the thing about John Calipari that's so hard to take away, and it's just one practice, but every practice of his that I've watched has been the same. Like he, he did the same thing uh, three years ago with the P.J. Washington Reed Travis team. He micromanages everything about his program and everything about practice because he can't stand if it's a fraction off. And that's a good thing. Like, you see Cal in games. Like, he is screaming at dudes. If they're a step too slow to a screen, a step too slow out of a ball screen, uh, he's nitpicky. And there were a lot of times yesterday that that's why I'm saying that you can tell that these guys are just now getting used to the flow of the program and things that they're wanting to do in this system because Cal's – I bet Cal blew the whistle 100 times, five seconds into a play, because he didn't like the way either someone's body language running into a screen. He didn't like the way that they opened up. He didn't like the pass. Uh, he didn't like the spacing. He's doing that, Derek, because I, th I think that even though this group is experienced, it's still not experienced within this system at Kentucky. But the thing that he mentioned yesterday that really stood out to me, if you aren't running as fast as you can, you're not playing. And he was all over guys for that. And he was teaching on turnovers. He was saying, do not run straight up the lane to the middle of the bat to the basket soon as there's a turnover, get out wide so you can see the floor because the ball's coming at you. And that getting out wide tells me they've got shooters. They're going to shoot those threes in transition. Let's talk a little bit about the front court. Um, you've had Toppin who's been out a little bit, but I guess that leaves – and you said Lance Ware's been out too, right? So, I mean, they're kind of, kind of thin a little bit there, but that kind of leaves Damian Collins, the true freshman, who – you know, sounds like he's already added some weight, but he's still probably got a long way to go in terms of being able to physically match veteran college guys. But then um, Keon Brooks obviously still there. He's added some muscle, but I guess the guy I wanted to talk about, because from what I saw on Twitter yesterday, he was kind of involved in everything. And that's Oscar Shibway. What are your impressions seeing him up close now in a practice? What do you kind of think about what his role will be on this team? Uh, he's hungry. That's, that's what I saw. His motor, nonstop constantly going I mean he's he's playing hard Derek every second of practice whether it was in drills whether it was post position going after rebounds it's just different when he snatches a board like he snatches it and if you're getting it you're probably going to lose a tooth like that's just the way it is when he goes up and gets one and I noticed that that was kind of infectious throughout the rest of the roster yesterday in some of their drills now I will say this he's going to make some mistakes but he's going to make them because he's playing so hard like yesterday in the post, I thought he tried to do a little bit too much. 
which got him into some situations. Uh, I was talking to to Jack Pilgrim about it, and he thought the exact same thing when he watched him. Uh, but the thing that's getting me to Derek that I think they're going to be okay with him is they have so many shooters around him that I think once they learn how to work together and he reads those doubles or those offensive rebounds, they're going to have guys spotted up at three or four spots on the perimeter. Uh, but as far as it goes in the front court, I, I really like what he brings energy wise. I think that you're still going to have some uh, bumps in the road with him. But by January, February, if, if he ends up playing a ton and he can play and stay, th- stay out of foul trouble, I think that you're looking at a guy who could be one of the better bigs in the conference by the time they get to the second half of the schedule. But he's learning just as much as these other guys are learning. But I love his motor, the best motor on the team. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Kentucky potentially, you know, I want to see it in action first before going all in. I mean, I do think they're going to play more four out, do things like that, try to, you know, take advantage of the way the roster is built. That's, you know, a lot more shooters, a lot more experience out on the perimeter. Do you feel like Keon Brooks maybe, in terms of importance on this team, where do you think he's going to fall? I, I think there's a pretty strong case to be made that his development will be one of the biggest factors on this team. I think he can be a double-double guy at the four spot. And if he does, then Kentucky's final four good, in my opinion, because that, that's the one thing. If you're going to go quicker, so if you're going to go four out one, and let's say you get matched up against some of these bigger teams, then you're going to how, – how do you negate that size differential? Uh, you do it with speed. You do it with quickness. He's quick enough at the four. He can slide and play the three. His shot does look improved to me, Derek. And then he's a guy playing against playing alongside Oscar Sheboy. I think that those two could have really good chemistry. Oscar, I'm convinced, you know, Oscar said he'd like to get 20 rebounds. I think there will be a game this year where he pushes 17 to 20 because he goes after every board. But I think that we saw something from Keon last year. I mean, how many games did we see him get to double, to double-digit rebounds? I, I think if – to me, it's more about Keon Brooks – kind of stuffing the stat sheet across multiple categories than it is one. I don't think that Keon's going to have to score 14, 15, 16 points a game. I think their backcourt's too good. They're going to have multiple guys that can do that. I think Keon's game, Derek, and it comes to development, is more so across the entire stat sheet. How many rebounds a game does he get? Does he get some steals? Does he make some plays off the bounce with some assists? Does he knock down some open shots? I'm not – I think when you look at Keon – it's not going to be a 17, 16, 15 point per game line with seven or eight rebounds. You could be nine, 10, 11 points, eight, seven, eight rebounds, and just kind of across that entire stat sheet. I think that's exactly what they're looking for from him. 
Yeah, Keon, he's had two games in his career across two years. Uh, he had 14 rebounds against Tennessee. That was a double-double. And then, actually, both, well, that's interesting. I didn't even realize that when I was looking at this. Both of his uh, double-doubles in his career have come against Tennessee. Of course, in Rupp Arena last year, he had the huge game, 23 points, 11 boards. And then down there in Knoxville, he had 10 points and 14 rebounds. And their offensive style is why I think Sheboy is going to push to lead the league in rebounding. Because if they're going to have that many shooters, look, imagine the space he's going to have to not only operate on the block offensively, he's showing an improved jumper. It's the space to go run to the rim and get offensive boards. When you have shooters yeah. shooting those shots and those threes, Sheboy is going to have a chance to, to get some of those. And they finish every single miss in practice, Derek. Every single miss that goes off the rim, it's not a, oh, we'll get it and we'll go back this way with our transition stuff. No, you stick the thing back in. So there, there's Damian Collins, human pogo stick. I, I'm telling you, the dude's going to hit his head on the shot clock <laughs> at some point this year. Uh, but you've got guys that are they're training them to, to put the thing back in the basket. And that's something that Cal's teams have always done in practice. Don't waste a rep. Get it, stick it in, and then take it out and go the other way. I want to ask you <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I want to ask you about a couple more guys. Um mentioned him in passing a couple minutes ago. Damian Collins, how how ready do you think he's going to be from day one to help this team? And then depending on how you answer that, is he the kind of guy that come March, we're talking about him in a completely different way? You know, I, I really don't know. I, I haven't got to see enough. Like I said, there were a lot of whistles yesterday. His body does look different. You can tell that he's put on some size. Like I said, his athleticism is unmatched. Like you, you can't, saw him in March, right? At the, I did. He looks at better the, than yeah. what he did at the Irish okay. Classic. Physically, the way he moves, you just can't teach the things that he does athletically. You can't teach his length. You can't teach his ability to jump. To me, it's about if Oscar Shibway can be who Cal wants him to be, a former preseason All-Big 12 Player of the Year, I think if if he can be anything like that, it allows Damian Collins to be to kind of not not necessarily struggle his way, but kind of feel his way throughout this thing. I think the the less pressure on Collins, the better for his development and stuff this year. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Derek: he's going to get a lot of dunks, sprinting out of ball screens. He's going to be right there to put balls back at the rim that are that are misses. Uh, he has shown the ability and the willingness to step out and take the outside shot. I don't know how well he's going to hit those in games, but he is showing if he plays that four spot that he will take that shot. Uh, to me, he's the guy that I circle. He's the intriguing piece that if he ends up living up to some of the the, the potential in the recruiting rankings and the way the NBA draft and, and some guys see him down the road, if he hits that sooner than that, this team ends, ends up being really good in my opinion. But I do think that he is going to have to contribute. Regardless of whether he's ready or not, he is going to have to play. He's one of those guys like Winion Gabriel that year, his freshman season. I, I don't think at any point that was Winion really the he was the best option they had, but Winion still struggled his way compared to Bam and Fox and Monk and the other freshmen. I could see that with Damian Collins. Oh, I mean Winion there towards the end of the season, I got to where I don't I don't think Cal really wanted to play him. I mean, Mesa no. Isaac Humphreys was the guy in the game against North Carolina who he played well, stuck with him. Um Last guy I want to talk to you about, unless you uh, have others you want to bring up on your own, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention them. Dante Allen, um, you know, showed last season, you know, his his biggest uh, attribute he can bring into this team is obviously his outside shooting ability. This year there are some other guys that you look to that you think should be able to be 
do do pretty good job um, connecting on those threes. And again, I know you've only seen a little little bit from practice, but I guess your overall evaluation of Dante as he comes to the season, how is he moving laterally on defense? You know, he's a little bit longer off this injury now. You know, last year I'd say he probably was still working his way back to some full game action. Uh, you, you expect the shot is going to be there, but we all know that it's going to be the other things for Dante that's either going to pretty much make or break his season. I would say in terms of how much he plays, and, and he's a guard, right? Like he's he's yeah. listed as a guard, which means he has to guard Davion Mintz. He has to guard the Savier Wheelers and all those guys in in UK's practices. And the thing that stood out to me yesterday, I was watching this part early on uh, when they split ends. They they split guard. They put guards and bigs. They did their individual work. So the guards were working on defensive principles, two on two, helping recover, pinching and recovering, uh, cutting off baseline, getting to that second and third rotation defensively. And Dante was matched up against Mintz every single time. And Mintz was making him work. But there were a couple of times, Derek, that Dante's length really got to Mintz. And uh, there's a couple of pictures actually on the photo card that Dante actually got his hand on a couple of shots of Mintz. So you can see that the length is there. He does look quicker. I think a lot of that goes to that he's had a full year, recovered from those injuries now. He played a full season last year. I think he's stronger. Uh, the shot is still there too. Uh, he showed an improved ability to me on those dribble handoffs shots off the move and it, it's not just a to me Dante plays more minutes Derek if he becomes more than just a spot up shooter a guy that can come off screens and, and do stuff off the bounce and I think we saw that in pro day a couple of times where he come off those dribble handoffs and uh, made some plays he he made a couple yesterday too and some individual uh, work with, with the one-on-ones uh, so I I, I really think that he's going to find a way to get on the floor and play. Uh, him and C.J. Frederick both are just – I'm telling you, Derek, they're snipers <laughs> out there. Uh, you you can't teach those things. The same way I was talking about that you can't teach Damian Collins' athleticism. You can't take away uh, the ability to have two guys out there that can knock down shots consistently and not just at an average clip, at an above-average clip. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to feel good um, about – some of the things Cal has done this offseason, the guys he's added. I mean, they should have some versatility. They should be a good jump shooting team. If, if it's, I feel like if it doesn't happen this year, it might just not happen for them because, I mean, you got a number of guys who are proven good shooters uh, from the outside, but it's coming, Sean. I mean, we got, I feel like we did so many mailbags over the summer talking about, you know, a lot of these questions people had. Um, Going to see him in action Friday night. You know, Big Blue Madness is what it is, but it'll still be a, more probably of a lob fest, you know, just guys dunking and having a good time. But the blue-white game will be soon. Some of those uh, preseason exhibitions will start up, and we'll have uh, we'll know a lot more. I'm most curious anytime you have a new team like this, the rotations Cal goes with, uh, how healthy are these guys going to be at the start of the year? And then you get the test right away against and Duke. You do. You, you certainly do. And, I mean, they're dealing with injury issues of their own right now yeah. as well. So, I mean, everybody's kind of banged up. Uh, you, you see that early in the season in, in basketball. There, there's guys that have stuff over the summer or things dealing with from last year. But uh, to me, the next month is about – or not even the next month. I mean, what is it, three weeks maybe until we're in New York? Four weeks? Three to four weeks, somewhere in that window. It's about getting these guys healthy. And to me, it, it's important to get them back and get a couple of weeks of practice with everybody. You, you can tell they're still having very quality – like good quality practices – but it would be better if you had the Bryce Hopkins, if you had the Lance Wares, if you had the Jacob Toppins, all those dudes at full strength. And that's one guy I'll mention as we wrap up. I really like Hopkins. Even though I've not got to see him a ton in contact, 
as far as athlete that is just smooth in everything that he does. Now, Jacob Toppin's their best hop, the best leaper. Like, there's no doubt about it. You can't even argue it. <clears throat> Hopkins, to me, is their best athlete across the board. His explosiveness, Derek, to the rim, I'm telling you, the dude will just take off from a step inside the free throw line. The next thing you know, his hand's like at the square, and he's just gliding. Just He's that smooth athlete that when he leaves his feet, he still looks athletic even when he's just floating through the air. That's good stuff, Sean. Glad you're able to make it out there. Um... I think it's good to have a – it's been a minute since we had a basketball episode up. And obviously this week I want to reiterate, if you're still listening, like we are going to talk plenty of football. It's uh, the biggest game, I would say, in UK history or one of. Uh, you know, I guess uh, as this year goes, if they keep winning games, you might have that term come up again. But certainly when it's number one versus number 11, SEC sleet on the line, we're going to discuss it plenty. But – uh, very rare. I think I need to point that out. V- very rare that UK basketball opens up anything to the media. So yeah. um, since they did that, we felt the need to talk about it. Sean was there, uh, did a great job. And uh, those insights should hold people over until Friday night. Yeah. And Big Blue Madness, Friday night, it's coming. You know, you won't get to see much. Uh, I'd, I'd hold <laughs> off until the blue-white game. Uh, the following week before I really judge what I see because we know they're not going to play any defense in that scrimmage. Yeah. But uh, the blue-white game and then the exhibition two weeks from Friday, I mean, it, it's here. It is certainly here. But we're going to talk a little football in the next episode because there is a massive game, not only the SEC, but a massive game in college football Saturday. And as always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.